So if you ever started a new job and made like a huge splash, like you come in hot and you're making a difference and everybody seems to like you and it's just really going well for the first six months, year, whatever it might be. Uh, and then it kind of slows down on you a little bit where you uh, you kind of lose some steam. You know, your uh, it factor might go away, whatever that might be. That can be a tough spot. And honestly, most people in any profession don't necessarily survive that type of a transition. Um, and this guest on the 10 Pin Life podcast, Andrew Anderson, although it's not a uh, typical nine to five job, He's kind of, he's in a similar boat where he is in the middle of the grind after making a very big splash. So Andrew made a uh, big, big splash, if you will, in 2018, one year after he joined the PBA Tour and actually being player of the year. He won the Masters, which I would argue the 2018 Masters might have been the most difficult Masters that has been contested in the last five, ten years because that at the On Center in Syracuse, everything was just really, really tough. And he just outplayed everybody. And it was really fun to watch and see, especially with where he was able to play on the lane. And since then, you know, he's got another title since then, but not a whole lot to write home about besides that. Um, you know, he's still been pretty consistent. He's a guy that's always in uh, competition. And the cool part is, as I'm recording this, um, now, today, he's actually leading the U.S. Open after his uh, after the first squad on day two of qualifying, which any time that you can say that you're in the leader's uh, position at the U.S. Open is pretty darn cool. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, even though he was in this lull, he's somebody who, in, in this episode, he explains it pretty well. He's he's getting out of that, and he's working his way through it. You know, he makes a big switch to bowling with motive now, and I'm just excited to see kind of where he goes. So before we get into it, I do want you guys to know that this episode is sponsored by 10-Pin Toolkit. One of the coolest new things that they have uh, in their premium subscription is actually, so it's gonna be lane pattern overlays and it's animated. So the coolest part about this is you can see how the oil is actually distributed on the lane, both forward and then how that overlays in reverse. And if you know much about the way that that works, and we'll get into that in later videos, uh, if for those of you that are consistent viewers, that's a, I believe they call that foreshadowing. The forward oil is gonna carry down, reverse oil is gonna hold a little bit better. So being able to know the difference between those two in that animation gives you even a better sense of what that pattern is going to do. So if you are interested in checking out the 10 pin toolkit, I have a link in the description below, but let's get to it. This is 10 pin life podcast number 10 with Andrew Anderson. It takes a lot to live a life in bowling. Right. Um, your whole professional life to my knowledge is in the sport of bowling. Yep. Um, so I'm really just wanting to give people an insight into what it's like for different people because yeah. it's not just about, I love Andrew Anderson. <laughs> I love Timmy Mac. <laughs> Big fan. It's, it's not just about being on tour, you know, going out and winning titles. There's so many more things. So, um, now if do, do I, Remember correctly, you work for Turbo or with? Yeah, okay. yeah, work with, work for, contractor. So what What does a day in the life of Andrew Anderson look like when he's not, not bowling on tour? Bowling? Yeah, so like uh, this last month is a perfect example. I was home most of it. And a uh, day in my life is um, Turbo does most of my scheduling, but I'm actually the head coach at TurboTech. Um, so there's two separate parts of Turbo. There's Turbo, the grip company, and then there's TurboTech, which okay. is the training 
side of it. Mm -hmm. So I run the training portion of it for Turbo. And when I'm gone, they have other coaches there to take on my lessons in the meantime. But Mm -hmm. a normal day, you know, I wake up around, let's just say, 39 o'clock. I start lessons around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And they'll run anywhere from 11 to 5, 11 to 7, depending on the day. Um, And I don't do lessons the entire time. Like I'll have an hour or two break to practice myself, Mm -hmm. drill some bowling balls, whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, so I, I try to get back as much as possible. You know, everybody does it their own ways. Um, I don't really necessarily have to work for Turbo. Like, I sure. think I could do fine just by bowling, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doing those types of things. But that's my way of giving back. Um, I love coaching. I think that eventually in my career I will be a coach sure. in some aspect. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the kind of the start for it. Um, nice. I've been coaching for about three years at TurboTech and before that for about three to four years under Lou Marquez in Michigan Mm -hmm. at Bowling IQ. Um, So the day in life is all bowling related, as you said, right? I wake up thinking about bowling because I'm thinking about some of the the lessons I'll be giving that day, Mm -hmm. what I'm going to work on them with, um, and then my own own game, you know? Coaching has actually helped my own physical game so much because you start watching, you look at tendencies. I'm like, I do this all the time. Like, Andrew, you're coaching something you're supposed to be doing, right? And it's made my own game better. Um, But uh, past that, uh, with Turbo, you know, I do some testing for them in different aspects. Mm -hmm. You know, I test test new things that we might be coming out with, product, things of that nature. Um, And then the pro shop side of Turbo is more of a training aid, right? So we train other pro shops to get better. Mm-hmm. We uh, have coaches come in to get coached. Yep. So we have like a coaching coaches pro- program, yep. uh, things of that nature. And high school bowling is kind of my big thing at this moment in Michigan, what I wanna, really want to help grow. Um, when I was in high school bowling, there's more kids. We've lost some of those. Sure. And it's not even really about the amount of kids, but I want to help further the coaches so that the talent can grow faster. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's really where uh, my – outside of bowling tour my ambition is yeah for sure i actually coached high school bowling for four years and then yeah the program just has dwindled and all that sort of stuff but um no that's awesome that's awesome so does it ever get boring though (laughs) i mean that's that's got and it sounds terrible as you're out here gonna compete in a major in you know less than 24 hours right it's uh, it gets repetitive. Yeah, it gets repetitive. Um, the thing about bowling is it's ever changing. Yeah, there's always something you can work on to get yep. better at. Um, bowling balls uh, are the biggest portion of that, right? Like mm-hmm. I got to study bowling balls a lot and test bowling balls and and run through surfaces and like as we're preparing for this major event, I've been bowling on these two patterns for three to four weeks now, mm-hmm. trying to figure out some combos and that and. Um, that's really where the fun lies okay. on the highest level of bowling is, like, how do you get the edge to beat the other guy? Because sure. everybody out here that you're going to watch, those are awesome. Yeah. Like, they're here for a reason. Yeah. What separates the good from the great yep. and the great from the best, yep. right? And that's what we're trying to figure out. And at times in my career so far, I figured that out. Mm-hmm. But because bowling is ever-changing, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to hold that standard, mm-hmm. and that's what... I strive for, and that's what keeps me going. So, yeah, it's a great transition at 2018. Yeah. By, voted by your peers. You were the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, I still – I'll go back and watch that Masters show because, number one, that the, the, the convention center that they put together in Syracuse was interesting. It was – I sucked there so bad for Nationals. It was not great. But um, what you were able to do that year – playing that far left with guys that no, like nobody else could and, and at least score um you know it was it was a testament to the amount of work that you put in up to that point and, and i'm really glad that it worked out for you in that way 
and those that have followed your career, they know that you haven't been to that pinnacle yet again. Yep. Um, what has that transition been like? What have what ha- what has changed for you, and what are you doing to try and get yourself back up? Yeah, to that I level? mean, it's just hard to win out here. Yeah. Like that's just the simplest statement. It's hard to win. There's a lot of really good bowlers. I yeah. mean, every day you look around. And, and there's somebody that might throw it better than you. There's somebody that might be playing the lanes better than you. There's something that they know that you don't and that you're what you're trying to figure out. And in 2018, I had a vengeance tour, right? Like I was, I mean, on a, I was on a tear where every event I woke up and I felt like I had a good chance to win. Mm-hmm. And the separation from then to now is not really physically. Like I'm a, I'm a better bowler now than I was then even. Like yeah. I can do a lot more things with the bowling ball. Yeah. But the mental aspect of controlling that is really what is the separation. And at that time, I was just so good at my game that I, I accomplished what I want to accomplish. Now, as the lanes have changed, the oil has changed, the bowling balls have changed, um, my game has had to change. Mm-hmm. So it's really about more mastering how to control my own game within those, those patterns or what we're bowling on and to get back to that repetition rate. Because mm-hmm. the thing that separated me in 2018, in my opinion, was my repetition It wasn't that I had the hardest hitting ball. I didn't hit it the hardest. I didn't throw it the hardest. Mm -hmm. I was the highest repetition player. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then, that's really what's changed. And again, I've had moments, right? Like, I haven't been not successful. Oh, yeah. I'm just not winning a major in a player of the year, right? right? And that's like what people will call a career year. And I happen to have it my second year on tour. Right, right. So 15 years from now, when I'm at 20 years and I can look back, I would hope that I have another one of those years Mm -hmm. and maybe even two of them. Yeah. But those are hard to come by. They, like, well, how many players <laughs> actually get those, right? right? So, to do it at 24, well, at the time, I'm sorry, I was 23. So, to do it at 23 was just amazing. And now mm-hmm. I'm trying to repeat that feat as I get older and smarter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's a battle, right? Yeah. It's an internal battle. Yeah, for sure. Um, walking into, you know, tomorrow starts day one of the race for player of the year, essentially. Um, what do you put expectations on yourself? Do you focus more on goals? Do you focus more on process? Like, what is the what is the thing that maybe not that you're focusing on, but the thing that keeps coming to mind um, as you're walking into this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, I started 2019 after my player of the year injured, and sorry, one sec. You're good. You're good. I started the uh, 2019 injured, um, so my my goal was to make it through, right? Okay. To survive. Yeah. Yep. To show myself that even at not at my best, I could compete. And what I learned was I need my best to compete at a high level. Mm-hmm. I was making do, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I started 2020 pretty good. I mean, 2020 went okay. And then COVID, mm-hmm. you know, like I actually thought I made a lot of headway in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I got better as a player. I got better as a person. Uh, and I felt like it was striving. And then COVID hit. And so I had a lot of time at home to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about it. So last year... I thought I had a pretty good year. You know, I made the playoffs due to Jason not being uh, able to make it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I made, I, I won the doubles with Chris Prather. Yep. I won an Eagle and some stuff outside the PBA Tour that yep. was successful for me. Um, but I definitely have more goals and aspirations this year than I have in the last three or four years. Um, I did make a ball company switch just mm-hmm. a month ago, so I'm learning that. So yeah. I, not that I, I still have really high expectations, but I have to be honest with myself knowing that this could be a change, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be something that might take me a couple of weeks, a couple of days, hopefully a couple hours, right? <laughs> like, but <laughs> You hope so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you never know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have high aspirations this year. I'm a, I'm a, goal, I'm a goal chaser, and sure. I, I set goals. I mean, okay. I'm not going to tell many people what they are. Yeah. 
but anybody knows who knows me knows I don't I don't do well with bowling for second. Yeah. Like I'm here to, like if I'm if I'm going to shoe up, I want to be the best plo- bowler in the building. Yep. At any time, so uh, really, I, I think that my goal this year is to win another major, and then if that means that my player of the year uh, at the end of the year I'm close to that, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a realist, you know. I have a couple of weeks here to figure it out. Thankfully, with the new bowling balls, this is my first time competing with them on a high stage mm-hmm. or on a high level. So we're going to see how this goes. Yeah. But uh, I'm here to win. Yeah, I, I've, I've avoided the, the ball switch conversation, but you're the person that I'll talk to all week that's the most proximate to a flip. Yeah. Um, what's that process been like? Because, like, you gotta, you're talking to a guy that I'll never be on staff with anybody. I'm not nearly good enough. But I'm curious, yeah, yeah. like, because you've done it, well, technically twice, I think. So but, in twenty in twenty after twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, Brunswick yeah, absorbed Abernite. Yeah. So I made a yeah. switch, not really by my own choice. Yeah. But I did make a switch. Yep. And for people who follow my career and other you know, of our career who was with Abernite at the time, it took us a while to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. Some had success, majority of us it took a while. Yep. And then if you look a year later we had more success. But mm-hmm. it took about a whole year. Yeah. for those changes to really set in stone with us yeah. and the way we had to bowl to make that successful. Mm-hmm. Um, this change for me has been a touch easier. Um, okay. it, just because I was, it was a choice I made. Mm-hmm. I was more prepared. Um, I knew what I was getting into, mm-hmm. and I had been studying it. Sure. And, I, I mean, I've been, like, the first change, I knew that I was still able to throw my bowling balls from 2018, mm-hmm. so I didn't really study it as much. I didn't put the time oh, in that yeah. I needed to. Yep. I felt like I was just, oh, it'll come to me. I just have more options now. Yep. That's not how this works. Yeah. Like, any little change on the highest level, we're talking about inches. Yeah. Where when you bowl league, not you singly, but bowling, whoever's yeah. listening, yep. is bowling league, they're looking for, like, feet of difference in ball reaction. Mm-hmm. I need a ball that hooks more. I need a ball that hooks less. When we talk about ball changes, I need some of the hooks six inches faster. I'm talking about six inches later. Yep. I needed to move six inches more down the lane. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about feet. Yep. And that's because that's how accurate we are, mm-hmm. and that's how much we care about how the ball rolls. It's also how accurate you have to be. True. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's one of those things. I actually um I was given I so I actually had a TikTok go like had like a hundred thousand views. I was like, honor scores don't matter anymore, right? And it's like, well, it doesn't matter because on house shots, it's just where it slows down. Yep. Left to right doesn't matter. Yep. And it's very few people understand that. But out here, it's like the exact opposite. You have to make it slow down, and at least yeah. from my, again, from my perspective, who's right. never done this before. But yeah, and, uh, you know, we have an imaginary playing field, really. Like it's we have a, We have yeah. a playing field, but yeah. it's imagined. You're imagining yeah. what you think you're seeing. Yeah. And to have control over that. For a 60-foot lane yeah. is really hard, and that's yeah. really what separates people, too, is how much control do you have over the lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you make bowling ball company switches or just bowling ball changes in general, mm-hmm. you could see big changes, you can see small changes. Mm-hmm. And how you control those is really what determines if you're successful or not. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like I said, we all bowl good. We're all good bowlers. Who can separate that the fastest mm-hmm. and who can control it the fastest? That's awesome. Do you have a event that you like to bowl the most out yeah, here? Yeah, the TOC. Yeah? The TOC the is one, just, huh? you look around, there's a lot of, cha- I mean, there's just champions. Like, yeah. You know, like, um, the whole phrase, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. That's the tournament that if I go my whole career without winning, I will not be happy with myself. Sure. Like, that is the that is the one. Yeah. Like, the U.S. Open is the one. Like, the, we have major, like, you want to win all the majors. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one. 
the TOC is it because I know that I beat the best yeah. to win that tournament. It, yeah. So, I like um, that. That's the one that stands out. That's the one on the calendar I circle and say, please bring your best stuff. Sure. And that's the one. And I brought my best stuff a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I made the show once. I've led it a couple times. Um, I haven't won it yet. That's the next on the to-do list. You got to keep that yet in the sentence, though. Yeah. At least for now. Until yeah. it, until it's, I've won it now. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. Um, I had another question, but I'm blanking it. But uh, it's we're getting up to practice time. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going to be here all week. Okay. Uh, or all weekend. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to leave on Sunday night like everyone else. Yeah. But um, hopefully we can touch base again because I'm going to be interviewing folks that are scoring a lot. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of what you're able to do with some different rocks in your hand. Like I, I have no preference on what people actually throw. Right. And like I, I, I will never actually have a bowling ball company sponsor my YouTube channel because you they're all that. important, right? Yeah. Like everyone matches up with different stuff. But it'll. I'm, I'm curious. You know, one of the things when that when that happened is like it's a Michigan kid throwing Michigan bowling balls. Like yeah, for whatever that's worth, it's kind of neat. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of backstory to that. Um, I grew up throwing a lot of bowling, motive bowling yeah. balls. I did. Yeah. I was in Michigan. Yeah, my pro shop driller threw only motive stuff, so he was putting motive bowling balls in my hand, and you know it kind of just seemed like fate. Like yeah. some things just happened for a reason. Uh, this happened at a really good time for me, mm-hmm. and um, maybe it was supposed to happen sooner. But, you know, better late than never. Right. And we're going to see. I have a lot of career left. Yeah. We're going to see what we can do. I'm excited for you, man. I appreciate um, it. Thanks for I, having uh, me. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll hopefully get to do it again. Maybe yeah. do a little bit longer. I can actually have a list of questions as I'm just coming <laughs> into most of these dry. But no, I like it. No, thank I you like very much. I like doing it. Thanks All for right, hanging man, out, thanks. bud. Uh, good luck this week. Thank you.